Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hello, hello again. This is Therese Skelly of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And oh, I'm a lucky girl today. I've got a super fun guest. You guys are going to love Dr. Erica Brown. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There she is. Hey, Erica. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, just jump in. So what I like to do is just say, tell us what you do. Because I know you've got a couple things, right? So tell us what you do. I do. I do. So I'm kind of like a, a multitasker, I guess. So I... I have a business, I started a business called Dr. Erica by Design. And essentially, it's about speaking to those high achieving women that feel like they were sold a bag of lies. Like, go to school, get a job that has benefits, and you'll be happy. Life will be great. <laughs> and you do that, you get your degrees, and then you're sitting in your, in your cubicle, and you're like, uh, yeah, this sucks. Right, right. So I'm speaking to all those women and saying, basically, just screw that. And... Find the life that you love and, you know, basically create the life and design the life that you want to have that feeds your soul, that feeds your spirit and just gets you out of the bed every morning with just so much joy. So that's what my company is about. And I do that by coaching, consulting. Uh, I have a podcast, um, Mm. an author. So in all aspects, I'm there to bring these resources to these women live it and gosh your energy is a match for that you freaking <laughs> light up when you talk about that so was there ever a time like you know we've talked before and you shared with me your story you're you're very accomplished like we can call you dr erica you've done some good stuff right and just let's just jump into your story because i think people could look at you today i look at you and go oh girl you must have had such an easy life like surely you had a silver spoon because look at how polished you are you're so together right and yeah, they, they could. Yeah, <laughs> they could. I mean, look at what you're wearing. You're, you're perfect. Right. And, and yet I know there was a journey and that's mm-hmm. what this podcast is about because I want to show, look, you're super successful. You are living your passion, but the, the, the way to get there, like from where you came, poof. And so the, this is about giving people hope and showing them how to break out of their boxes. Right. So where, right. where do you want to start with your story? How much time do we have? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's a three-day event, so you go. <laughs> so to give you the short story, you know, I, I, I can't say I had a charmed life. You know, I was, I was a smart girl in school, but along with the smart girl, I was like the nerd, the overweight teenager that people tease and didn't really want to hang out with, per se. Um, and, you know, went to college and, again, just did what I was, what I was told to do, go to school. Right. And... It was a very winding, confusing road because I got my, my bachelor's and I was like, uh, 
do with this. So I'm going to get a master's. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this either. So I'm going to get a doctorate and kind of went on about life like that. Because when you have a syllabus, it's easy. It's like, it tells you what to do. Right. You know? Right. So then you get out into corporate where I was for 15 years. I worked in big pharma um, as a, in different capacities in big pharma, but never really felt like I fit in. Like it was always something that just didn't click. Like I was this uh, square peg trying to fit into this round hole. But you kind of stay because I'm a strong woman. I come from a background of strong women. We don't quit. You, you stay and you endure and you, you know, you provide for your family. You make the money. You have this degree. You, there's no way you can just leave after go. nine years of school. That would be idiotic, <laughs> you know? Right, right. So... I stayed, but it was at the detriment of my own health, my physical mm-hmm. health and my mental health. Um, in the process, you know, of course, stress leads to weight gain and weight gain leads to like more eating. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a cycle. Right? <laughs> you know, the yeah. cycle. Yeah. So I had that kind of surface level, but it also got to a point in life where the stress of not fitting, the stress of feeling like there's more to life that you were put on this earth to do beyond what you're doing now, that stress eventually got me to the point where I was having anxiety attacks and running out of corporate meetings. Wow. And even to the point, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> well, you know, the body it gives clues like, hello, something's yeah. off, right? Yeah, so how, exactly. How did you make sense of that, Erica? When, you were, when, you, when that was happening to you, were you aware that you were misaligned or was there like, I got to pop some Prozac? Like what, how did you make sense of all that? So I wasn't quite there at that point. Um, When I had my first little episode of running out, it was kind of like, well, it's just stress. It wasn't until, you know, I was on a work trip and nearly decided to take my life that I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe (laughs) there's something else. (laughs) Right, right. Right. So it took kind of that strong rock bottom to say, okay. Let's think about this. Let's, let's re-examine like, what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I also got blood clots from traveling. So I, I oh, literally yeah. got, I was told to sit down. So, <laughs> or else. So right, or else. Down. Yeah, yeah. Right. So in that process, I kind of had some time to reflect and, and really start to think about what it was I wanted for my life what I didn't want for my life mm-hmm. and start the journey of trying to basically find Erica. Right. Again, you know? Wow. So I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's the little voices that like, but I have a degree. I spent, well, multiples of degrees. I spent nine years in school. I'm making good money. What are they going to say? Like, did you ever, did you ever have the voices and how did you navigate that? Because that is the work right there. Right. Oh my gosh. I had so many voices in my head. It was like civil living. Um, (laughs) I I think um, at first it was the voices from like my colleagues, right? People that I, that were in school with me, like Mm -hmm. what would they say? And I had to get to a point where they, they don't pay my bills. Right. So I don't care what they say. So I got over that, that hurdle. And then it was more of the hurdle of what would my husband say? And I'm like, Oh Yeah. And I think what helped me was that he saw how miserable I was, mm. that he encouraged me to actually go in and find this new path. Wow. Like he pushed me 
in that What a direction. blessing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So he's great. Like I would not be here without him at, yeah. at all. So I had those two. And then the, one of the hardest ones was my family, specifically my father, mm. because he raised us where you don't leave a job. You don't quit right. a job right. until you have a job. Mm-hmm. And I remember very vividly, um, I, I got up the nerve to tell my dad and I was like, okay, I got to do it like in a, in a, a very comfortable place. We both like the gym. So uh-huh. we were on our way to the gym uh-huh. and I figured if I tell him now, he can't like kill me cause he wants right. to work out. That's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I told him in the car on the way to the gym and I'm crying and he's like, oh. why would you be afraid to tell me? Like, oh. I am so proud of whatever you do. Yeah. In life. And oh. this day, he's like super duper proud. He tells me all the time, like, I'm amazed at what you're doing. Like yeah. a chance. And yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just having the courage and just realizing who the people are in your life that are of value, who the people are in your life that are going to support you mm-hmm. and really just rolling with those people. And the other ones, they got to no, go. That's pretty right. much. That's right. But, you know, so many women have that same nut, like, this isn't working. It's killing me. Mm-hmm. But, and they talk themselves out of it, right? They make up, yeah. I think women put ourselves last. We don't, we're not willing to make waves or, you know, disappoint. Oh, disappoint. That's a big one, right? Yeah. So what would you say to somebody that's listening and might be in a place of suffering like you were? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Like, what are some steps to get on the other side? Right. So I think... One thing that, that kind of pulled me through was thinking about, well, first of all, let me back up. Okay. It wasn't a, a quick process. Let's be clear. Like I had that epiphany like five years ago and it took three years to actually get to that point of being able to, to have these conversations. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that women that's need really to do. Good, is like, good to punctuate that. It's not right, an overnight like, thing. And right, it's okay. Give yourself grace. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, number two, once I got an idea of exactly what it was that I wanted to do and who it was that I needed to Mm -hmm. serve, it was like, what happens to those women if you don't do this? Okay. You know, right. Right. And (laughs) even when I was in corporate and I was kind of doing the dual full-time dual entrepreneurship, it was in my head. Like, how can you be talking to women about saying, screw what society says, saying, you know, do what makes you happy. And you're still here in this corporate job (laughs) having all this trouble. Like that doesn't make any sense. So it was all about the people that I wanted to touch and really living in that truth Mm -hmm. so that I could be an inspiration for those that need to hear this story, that need to to see this happen and need to see this inspiration in their life. So that's what I'm going to say. It sounds like there was a vision that pulled you forward, but there was Mm -hmm. a time before there was a vision and you jumped without that, right? Like, did, did the vision come or did like, I'm going to die here. So I'm just going to take a break. And then you waited for the vision. How did that go? So it was a little bit of both. Okay. And I'll explain how. So okay. I had a slight vision right. like years ago where I was traveling and I was in a hotel room. And for some reason I had this vision that, you know, I was going to be here as a speaker for oh. something. Like wow. it was so clear. Yeah. Like that was your soul giving you the nudge, right? Right. So I've always held that with me. Okay. So I think that was an earlier vision, but after that, it was more just you can't keep living like this. Yeah. And 
I think the other piece was when I was in that moment of wanting to take my life was Mm. the thing that stopped me was my sister putting my niece on the phone and to have that conversation or like have my niece talking to me while I'm in this moment of crisis. I'm like, you, you can't, there's so many people that depend on you just in your everyday life. And then there are the other women that are out there that are depending on you as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing like so much divine design here, right? Yeah. Like, like that, like, did the family know that you were suicidal or was it just a, just happened no. to put your niece on? See, that's what I mean. That's, no. So it happened where I was on the balcony okay. and my phone rang. So you were going to jump? Were you yeah. Jump? yeah. And my sister called and she talked to me for a little bit and then she put my niece on the phone. So um, that's kind of how it happened. Wow. So... Yeah, it was definitely, you can't keep living like this. You can't yeah. keep like the physical strain of it all, the depression of it all. Like, I think one thing that also helped was I got to a point where, you know, when you hold things in and you keep that frustration all bottled mm-hmm. up or that, you know, um, lack of direction or lack of purpose, it starts to like seep out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? don't hide it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Right. And you like snap on people for no reason. Like- Right. You know, I got two creamers at Starbucks instead of four. I don't know. And I'm pissed, <laughs> you know, or my husband's like, I got you a donut. I'm like, oh, that's glaze. Where's the sprinkles? You know, just <laughs> <laughs> you start to kind of feel the, the frustration come out and you have to be like, okay, where is this coming from? Yeah. And once you realize where it's coming from, you know, it's something you can fix. So why not fix it? Um. Do you have the belief, Erica, that you were allowed to go through that so you could be the messenger for the work today? Oh, heck yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's so funny because those same people within corporate mm-hmm. that I was afraid to tell mm-hmm. this journey to, as soon as I told them, they were like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Or, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I've been thinking yeah. about this for so long. Oh my yeah. gosh, I can't believe you're so brave. So it's, it's definitely the journey of me is, was divinely created and for this purpose, exactly. That's so amazing. Was there ever a time like you were like, ah, this is hard. I'll just go back to corporate. I'll just get a job. Any, any, any of that going on for you? I think I had one of those last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not employable. I don't have that option. So good for you, sister. <laughs> you know, they come and go. Yeah. It, and it's more of, uh, it's what I know. Like corporate is what I know. Yeah, sure. You know, they kind of give you, this is what you do and you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the world of entrepreneurship, it's, it's something that I'm still learning and growing in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that fear comes back in like, I can't do this. This is too hard. And you want to run back. Right. But again, it's that it's the why, you know, Mm -hmm. that pulls you back. And it's not that that initial why. It's like that why behind the why behind the why behind the why. Yeah. Yeah. That well, well, when you're there. when you're an entrepreneur, you, you, you're selling you. So you're right. going to bump into all your stuff. Whereas if it's corporate things, like you said, they tell you what to do. Right. It's right. like, ah, all your issues, your issues are coming. So, right. right, right. So but, what did you call it? Like screw what society wants. What did you say? What did you, you said you had some. Screw the expe- expectations of society. Just nice. screw. 
Just screw them. Yeah. Screw them. Why do we have them? Like, who says? Who says? Who wrote that in the law? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm just thinking of how many women still buy into that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a little box, a big box. It could be whatever the expectation. Well, here's a good one. You're a mom. You're supposed to put your kids first. You're not supposed to, t- you know, you're not supposed to take time for yourself. You're not supposed to spend money on yourself mm-hmm. um, or you're married. So you shouldn't really have your own friends or whatever the thing is. How do you, how do you like blow that stuff up? What do you tell your people to blow that up? So I think it's a number of things, you know, in the situation of the mom and not taking time for yourself, I think it goes back to what do you have to give if you don't take time for yourself? Right, right. You know, like think of just how much better, Mm -hmm. how much more involved, just how Mm -hmm. much more you could pour into your family, your kids, if you are re-energized and you are rejuvenated. Yeah. You know? So I think that's one thing. I had that in the beginning when my kids were small. I, I was kind of like I, the mother guilt, right? Like when I was with them, I'd be like, ah, they're driving me nuts. I want to get away. And then when I was away, I'd feel guilty that I wasn't with them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like what you said is if I go away, I'm a way better mom if I'm right. nourished and filled than being there resentful, exhausted. And so, so, but we have the old paradigms of, well, I shouldn't want, you know, so I love mm-hmm. your screw what society says thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole word should, it, it goes oh. back to the, you know, expectations, like should because of what? Should, no. <laughs> do you want to do it? Is it driving you towards something yeah. that will be beneficial to your life, to your kid's life, to your family's life? Yeah. You know, think about all those things. I can't imagine, you know, I, the picture of you on that balcony, literally ready to take your life. And then who you are today. And you're probably, you said you had gained weight. I mean, you're probably a much gorgeous, gorgeouser, more beautiful, vibrant version of the you today. I, I, I can't imagine that that's like two different people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because now people that are seeing me, um, you know, on my show and things like that, they're just like, your whole demeanor is yeah. completely different. Yeah. Like this is you who you were in corporate, that wasn't you. Like, this is so you. So. Right. Oh, and you can feel it. See, this is, the, the word I would use is aligned. You're really aligned with your truth and your mission. And so you're such an inspiration, Erica, because there are people that are like either stuck in the corporate cube or stuck in a marriage or stuck in something or even a business that they're just like killing them. Right. And there are people that might be on a balcony, right? Like you, that you went to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And so is there any last words before we wrap up? Is there anything you want to say? Like, if you're there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to listen to me, people. You gotta, here's, the, here's the mountaintop wisdom. Do you have any of that? Right. So I think if you're on the extreme or, you know, you're at a place where you don't feel like you fit or you're at a place where you feel like there's more to life and you're mm-hmm. just afraid to take that step, I would say think about your 80-year-old self sitting in a rocking chair. Uh on your porch what do you want to be saying to yourself as you're sitting there rocking do you want to be saying you know i i wish i would have done this i wish i would have taken that chance to to try that business i wish i would have taken that chance to go back to school or do you want to be sitting there with the 80 year old self celebrating what you've accomplished beautiful you're very much a visionary you really are about let the future pull you i i like Mm -hmm. that oh what a joy you are. It's been so much fun hanging out with you. Yeah. And I'm sure my listeners want to hang out with you. So where do they go to find you? 
So you can find me in a number of different places. You can head to my website, www.drericabydesign.com, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Erica by Design. Nice. And do you have any freebies you want to offer or anything? I do. So I was fortunate enough to work with 11 amazing women and we created an anthology book. It's a free ebook mm -hmm. on the website and it's called A Life Mindfully Crafted is a Life Well Lived. And it's essentially the 12, 12 stories of these women about how they refound their joy or mm -hmm. how they refound their, their ability to have self-care and their ability to make career transitions mm -hmm. into stuff that they love. So mm -hmm. it goes to their struggles, their triumphs, you know. Much of like what we're talking about. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Good. And is that on your website? Or is that so yes, link? you can go to www.drericafreegift.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Just follow, follow Dr. Erica. Follow oh. her around. She's cool. All right. So Erica, my gosh, woof, what an inspiration. You, you have, you have blessed me today with your story. I'm sure you've blessed so much me. Fun. Thank you, darling. And yeah. if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this. And, and remember, you don't have to be stuck in the should. Don't find yourself on a balcony. Don't find yourself ready to end your life because you think you have to do something. There's always hope. There's always inspiration. Don't give up. All right. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Bye. Hey, if you liked this episode, I'm going to encourage you to head on over to Amazon and buy my book, Love Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. A lot of the concepts we talk about in this podcast are about how your soul shows up in your business and in your life. And so if you are really mission driven and want to make sure you're expressing as much of that in your life as you can, grab the book on Amazon. It's a very easy read with lots of practical tools. Love Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.